Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Richard Dotson, with my fellow co-hosts, Matthew O'Hara. Hey. And Gareth Ith. Price, how's it going? Going good. It's going good. It's uh, Tuesday night. Yeah, it wrap is. another week week of some football. Some mm. good, some good news. Some bad news. Some players hurt. Some players not hurt. Inching closer to the playoffs. Inching closer to the end of the season. Inching closer to rookie talk. Inching closer to Turkey Day. Ooh, gobble gobble <laughs> gobble gobble gobble. Um, so a lot going on here uh, on this Tuesday evening, and we're going to start talking uh, some dynasty fantasy football. And we got a lot. To talk you know. About. I th- I think that would be a good thing to do. It would be. It would be. It always is. We do it every week. We've done it for almost eight years uh, every Tuesday night. So here we are once again. Before I get into all that awesomeness, because we got a lot to talk about today, we're going to talk about uh, trades. We're going to talk a lot of trades today. Ooh. We're going to talk about some rookies today. And of course, we're going to kick it off with some injuries. But before we do, let's talk about you feeling alive. And you can feel alive with our friends at Thrive. Fantasy. That's right. Come nice. up and prop up on Thrive Fantasy. This football season, Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate those countless hours of research and focus on only those top tier athletes that have the big impact of the game, right? Like those, those big time dogs out there figuring it out, using their algorithms to get this right. That's not what Thrive is all about. Thrive is what they're going to do is they're going to give you 20 player props, you know, over, unders, on touchdowns, interceptions, completions, all kinds of fun NFL statistics. And all you got to do is pick one. It's a 50-50 chance. So you got to do There's a winner every single time. And all you got to do is pick one of those. Each one of those props is assigned a certain value, right? A fantasy value for those. And whoever gets the most points can win up to, you know, like $5,000. How long you know? until they start bringing out, like, will this player make it through this game uninjured? If it's a running back, yeah. I'm probably taking the end. Yeah, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> um, so it, it's fun. I encourage everybody to get into Thrive right now, uh, thrivefantasy.com, and just at least check this out. Right now they have a really good special offer by using that promo code NERDS. If you deposit $10, you get two free $20 NFL or NBA contest tickets. Or if you deposit $100, you get four free NFL or NBA contest tickets. So that's literally $83 of contests. You could go in there and play for free, try to win that big money. If you deposit a hundred bucks on top of that $80, they're also going to match your first deposit a hundred, hundred percent. So if you put a hundred bucks, your account instantly has $200 in it, right? So you have a hundred dollars of free money and then you have those free four tickets. So it's $180 you get for free Ooh, to gamble free on money. just to pick some prop bets. And if you're better at picking prop bets than I am, you're probably going to take $180 and turn into $1,080, which is 10 times. Was it 10 times? That was Let's good see. math. Not 180 times 10. You add the zero. 1,800. So you add the zero. 1,800, you added a zero. But then you got to yeah. add a comma, too, because you're adding those zeros. Right. Got to have the comma. I'm lost. This is those wheels difficult. turning in that head. It is. This hamster's getting tired. <laughs> a little overweight in there. So um, right now, you can do all that free stuff with that promo code NERDS. All you got to do is get to thrivefancy.com or you can check out Thrive Fancy on the App Store or Play Store today. Check them out. Get that free money. Do good things with it. Because me, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I try. I'm not sure that's good enough. Questionable. So, <laughs> here I am. Um, some prop bets this week. Some really good ones if you're interested. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Uh, over Kyle under Pets, 62 and a half dog. yards. Six times over under. Over is 110 points. Under is 90 points. That's, that's, I like that. I'll take the over on that. I'll yeah. take the over on that. Jonathan Taylor, over, under, a half in rushing touchdown. Over is 80 points. Under is 120 points. He's got a touchdown in like five or six straight games. I'm taking the over. I know, but that's why the over is worth only 80 points and under is worth 120 points. Yeah, uh, Keen Allen, Keen Allen, over, under, six and a half receptions. Over is 95 points. Under 105 points. Mm. Spicy. I, mm. I would take the, okay, I'll take Kyle I'm, Pitts over, Jonathan Taylor over Keenan Allen, under. I'm going for the points. Trying like to win $5,000. You're chasing the points on that. I still think I want over on all of them. I want over for sure on Keenan Allen. 
I'm going to say under just to be that person on the, on the touchdowns and over for sure. On, wow, on Jonathan Taylor haters. <laughs> this, just, is, this is like a no, flashbacks, I, I, PTSD no. from the Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Jonathan Taylor debates. No, it's just year. he's done it five games in a row. He's bound to not. <laughs> he's bound to suck now. Have one game. Yeah, I tweeted out. I was like, hey, Jonathan Taylor is running dynasty running back one. And people were like, oh, about time uh, you got in the bandwagon. And I got a couple tweets saying, oh, thanks for telling me to draft CEH. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I wish I was right all the time. Yeah, good for me. <laughs> Yeah, that's all right. I was though. a big uh, JJ Ortega Whiteside fan. That panned out well. Yeah, at least Clyde Edwards Alaire is still a starting running back for Kansas. Is he? <laughs> oh, he is. He will be. Don't you worry. He's not that bad. Uh, let's Derek talk about some injuries, Gore. right? Stop hurting my feelings. Let's talk about hurt players. <laughs> okay. Kyler Murray. Didn't wait, play last wait, week. whoa, 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 whoa. What? What section are we on? Injuries. Thank you. Come on, Jared. <laughs> you I have one job. I got, a, I got <laughs> trade offers. <laughs> Come on, man. Colin Murray didn't play this last week. Really hurt me in the Scott Fishbowl. Uh, left me with Josh Allen only. Josh Allen didn't do too good for me. You should have no. started the other Josh Allen. And I faced uh, Josh. Uh, I faced James Conner. Got, <sighs> got my first loss in Scott Fishbowl. Not very happy about yeah. that. Not very happy. He I, scored like 40 points in normal PBR. I don't know what the... the yeah, yeah, how much I he know. scored there? I faced him in multiple Fish. leagues, <laughs> and I lost in multiple you leagues. You lost to James Conner by himself. Yep. Yeah, because I, I, uh, Izzy Elkafast from Dynasty Trade Calculator, he's still undefeated in Scott Fishbowl. I'm like, yeah, I lost this week. He's like, yeah. I'm like James Conner, thinking he's a term, the, you know, the other James Conner, thinking he's a Terminator out there. I was like, this is like the one million three hundred seven thousandth worst thing that's ever happened to me. Depressing. <laughs> <laughs> But Kyler Murray might be back this week. Uh, not overly optimistic. Not guaranteed he's even going to play. They might not want to rush him back. Colt McCoy looked pretty solid out there. So I think I think the latest news was that he that they're not going to rush him back again. Basically, they're going to look at the long term view, right? Like it's it's not guaranteed for this week. Look how he was last year when he got hurt. Yeah, he was like superstar. Then he was like, oh, hello, Turtis Fergus. Yeah. So well, I think it, I think it's probably in their best interest to kind of, and it's not like they're. Losing a bunch of games without him. So. That's the thing. I mean, Colt McCoy played well. They right. beat. I, I know San Francisco is not the, a world beater right now, but it's they're still a decent team with a decent defense. It's good to see. Yeah, it they is. didn't have DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins is day-to-day -day still, too. He's Yeah, he's day-to-day. -day. Uh, so I don't think Kyler Murray plays this week. So if you need to uh, readjust, right, go from the left to the right, maybe go out and pick up Colt McCoy in the Superflex League. He's and out there. He's available. Carolina. Probably won't play. PJ Walker is another guy that's probably going to be available, right? Uh, yep. Oh, yeah. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold just announced today. Broken yep. uh, spatula. <laughs> yeah. What was the term? Scapula. Scapula. Yeah. Where is your scapula? Good luck flipping those burgers. <laughs> I, I think the scapula isn't it your like shoulder blade or no? I thought the scapula is what they like the tool they use to like flip burgers. Yeah. No. I got a brown one. I got a brown one so I can press hard scalpel. on the burger. You're thinking of scalpel. Yeah. Yeah. The little knife. I'm going to look up the scapula right now. Yeah, me too. Not a doctor, not a burger flipper, a not football a, player, not a quarterback right now either. Yeah, so Doctor Jesse Morse when you need him. Yeah, yeah. it's. Oh. I think it's. I think it's these. It's the. It's. Oh, we're doing a podcast, and you're pointing to your. Uh, it, <laughs> it's on YouTube <laughs> too. It's your shoulder blade it's on YouTube right. too. Watch, He's like, look at this. Watch on. <laughs> it's your shoulder. Try blades. to reach your back. Yeah. With your arm, and that's your scapula. Yeah. Uh, look at this, Doctor Jared. Doctor J. Doctor J. Uh, somebody who's not hurt anymore. Russell Wilson's coming back. back. Odell Beckham possibly going to Seattle. He, they say reports are he's leaning towards Green Bay. Uh, Kansas City's an option, but obviously Seattle is another option out there. Well, which would be weird because like, why do you want to go compete with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf? Like, go to Green Bay would make a lot more sense if Green Bay's interested. And, that's and the Kansas thing. City would too. Kansas City would make a lot of sense. You you could tell in that offense that. Once they've, you know, the too high safety thing has really been big in the NFL this year. That's really hurt Kansas City bad because you can't take those deep shots. You need somebody else underneath to be able to make some plays. You could tell they've been really missing a second receiver this year. So it it would make a lot of sense for him to go there. It would. I think it would make sense if he goes there. But Russell Wilson is going to be back from his finger injury. So now if he wants to give you the bird, he can give the full bird. But that wasn't even the right finger, right? Was he holding it? It was like the pointer finger. I thought it was his middle finger. Oh, was it? I think oh, so. I think it was the his middle finger. No, I get people the bird when I'm driving by. middle finger. I don't know. Oh, maybe that's what maybe that's what I'm confusing it with. Yeah. Maybe it's uh, Tua. Okay, well, I've actually seen you give somebody the bird, and I was dying because you gave it like this. Yeah, mm -hmm. I give people the bird. 
Check out the YouTube channel. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa <laughs> coming back. Game time decision. Small fracture in his middle finger of his thrown hand. Not pain related, but can't throw far enough with the injury. So he's the complete opposite of Uncle Rico and Al Bundy. So Tua, that's that's the news. It's, I mean, nothing's going on there. Yeah. And um, Miami decides Mike Kosicki and John Waddle. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit of a bummer. Tua, he just seems like he can't stay healthy, right? Did you see those catches by Mike Kosicki? Dude. <laughs> Yes. He almost had three really? of them. He dropped the one. He did this last year, too. Is he like the next big thing at tight end? Is he like I mean, slowly he emerging could be. And, and like he could be the next big thing? I, I, think. I saw his, uh, somebody posted his basketball like mixtape this past week and I was like, holy cow. Like, this dude in high school is like doing windmills and like. Yeah, he's a freak. He's a, he's a crazy athlete. So, Mike Kosicki's tight end currently number four overall in PPR leagues. He has 101.5 points. He's five points behind TJ Hawkinson. He's only nine points behind Mark Andrews. He's 26 behind Travis Kelsey. That's the way it works. Yeah, I think besides like the big names of like Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, Kelsey, I think if I'm a super flex tight end premium, even outside of super flex tight end premium where I just want a tight end, like again, what seems like an overpaid day would be like an underpaid tomorrow. Like I am a firm believer you want to have one of those really good, consistent yep. young tight ends. Mike Kosicki falls into that category. He's only 26 years old on this Dolphins football team, uber athletic. Make, he, he was making those plays last year as well. So if you can get a little consistent more in uh, the quarterback play, I mean, he has a chance to be the number one, the number two option on this football team. The, the one thing that gives me slight pause is most of this production has come with Devontae Parker out. Devontae Parker traditionally is the number one receiver in that offense. He's also traditionally always injured. He is traditionally <laughs> always injured. But it, anytime a guy really plays well when other guys are out, it always just makes me wonder what's the target share going to be like who's really going to be the apple of the quarterback's eye when they come back. So that's enough to give me a little bit a little bit of pause. But absolutely, at this point, top six, seven consideration there at tight end and a guy with, with real upside. Yeah. yeah, I mean, outside of like Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, and Kyle Pitts, you take away Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey just on age alone. I mean, you're really wrestling guys like, you know, Dallas Goddard you're looking at there. Noah Fant. Noah what about, what about Fant? George Kittle? Uh, George Kittle. I mean, George Kittle's an animal himself, too. George Kittle's 28 years old, too. I mean, it's only a two-year difference. So, but still, I mean, like, okay, here, here's a good example, right? You're a contender. You can mm -hmm. use a tight end. I bet you could probably get Mike Kosicki for a first-round pick. I think that would do it. Yeah, I'd feel totally good with that. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have any issue with, with doing that, especially with, with how barren the wasteland tight end has been overall this year. And most years, to be honest. I would be willing to do that. And it's such a hard, like, not only when you got a draft position, then you got to let the, you got a draft position and then let the position develop. develop Obviously, yep. we're going to talk about Pat, Pat Fryermuth. He has a chance to finish as a tight end one uh, this year, possibly. But it's so hard to get a production w within the first three years of his contract anyway. So, like, you want, as a contender, you need to get up somebody who immediately help you. And then by doing so, it would be also nice to seal up that deal where you're also getting young, right? Like, a good way to play dynasty is like when you want to go there and buy somebody, give them a first round pick. A lot of times you do that for older football players. Mm -hmm. So there's ever an opportunity to seal up, let's say a position for a first round pick that you could seal up and lock that up for say three to five years. That is a fantastic, fantastic investment for a first round pick different for 2022. So to me, if I'm a, if I'm a contender and Mike Kosicki's on a team that's not a contender and I can offer that team a first-round pick, I think it's a massive win for any dynasty team, and I would be happy to do so. That's just me. And I would do that trade tomorrow. Um, I did it last year for Dallas Goddard. Any, any concern on. with him going into last year and not getting any sort of extension talks? No, because he would go somewhere else and get paid and still be the guy. I mean, there's tons of other teams that could utilize a tight end in their offense, right? You know, like... You know, what if um what if Zach Ertz doesn't re-sign in Arizona? Look what he's doing there in Arizona with Kyler Murray. He went to Arizona. What if he went to I don't know, who else needs a tight end? Everybody does, I feel like. There's a lot of teams in, in need. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Okay. Because <laughs> well. it's it's cause it's like that right now. You know what I mean? But like <laughs> But yeah, there's there, there's tons of spots. Like Mike is thinking he can go anywhere and play ball and, and look good doing it. Right. He could, so, I mean he could stay in the division, go to the Jets. Like they they absolutely need a tight end. They, they, they tight end. Jacksonville, yeah. I mean they got Dan Arnold now. That's a situation. But any up and coming team that can use a tight end. So I think Mike Kosicki's again it's always good in Dynasty, definitely when you're a contender, is to use those first round picks to your advantage. 
Yeah, but definitely when you grab a young guy, definitely in a needful position like a tight end. But And that goes, honestly, for any other position, a wide receiver, the quarterback. If you can use those first-round picks, not only to better your team now to help you win a championship, but also grab a couple of years on top, to me, that's just a massive win. You know, like, worry about... You'll worry about those picks when it's time to worry about those picks, and that's when you're ready either to reload and rebuild or when you're just out of it. You know what I mean? Like, when th- something comes on... And, and 10, in the meantime... Um, we were talking about this before, like Michael Liu, uh, he talks about liquidity. That's exactly what he was talking about on his show recently that like, that's exactly what draft picks should be. Like it's, they should yep. be fluid on your roster. Like draft picks are great to have definitely those late round picks where you hit some, you know, hit some upside guys, but at the same time, like that's your best position and it's a gold mine to all those reloading teams. Cause I want to make draft picks as you can. You got to utilize those to grab those po- proven players. I think sometimes too too much in dynasty people are like attached like it's a ball and chain to those draft picks like i can't give up my draft picks i can't give up my draft picks meanwhile like all my teams i'm contenders on i'm constantly giving away my draft picks just constantly because you're getting such a good return on that investment like yeah. you're getting players that can help you not even for like this year like i'm not trading for you know randy moss or i'm not trading for Julio Jones, right. but guys that actually help you for multiple years. Yeah, you and I recently made a deal in the, the Nerds Invitational League, and you're like, hey, can I get a, a second-round pick with that? I'm like, well, you're going to have to wait till 2024 because that's my next second-round pick that I have because I'm a contending team that, that could win it all this year. And so, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. You, you have to utilize those as opportunities because – as sexy as rookie picks are, and, and I'm maybe somebody that falls into it even too much because I love the Devi aspect. I'm watching all these games. I I'm, I get excited about these prospects years in advance, and so I get attached to them. But ultimately, there's never going to be a title that said most rookies on your team or best rookies. Like it's going to be who won the championships, and, and that's the trap. You know what I mean? Yeah. All the, the all those young players. That's the trap of 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 the contending te- like you you have to you have to be able to pry yourself away from them as a contending team and just kind of focus not solely on winning a championship because you do have to have kind of an eye on the future but you can't you can't get trapped into thinking these these are the these are the assets that are going to be coming down the, the pipeline and I can't possibly trade those away that's that's you can't look at that you can't look at your team like that and expect to succeed yeah you get the focus has to be on winning like it has to be on winning. Like we we talk, we literally just started again last week. We talk about it all the time on this podcast where there's tons of dynasty content out there that says, "Hey, you know, this is the right move here." And luckily, this is where we're going to be for long term. Like, yeah, okay, great, long term, long term. How do I how do I win this year? Like, what position am I in to win this year? Like, I'm in position right. to do so. What do I have to give up to do that? And then everything else I'll figure out later, right? 2022, 2023. Like, I'll figure that out again. If I have enough enough good assets on my team. I can flip those laters and regain all that compensation I gave up, if not more. Right. If you if you've cleared out your 2022, 2023, and twenty twenty four, all those draft classes, guess what? When when the calendar flips to the next year, you're gonna have twenty twenty five picks that are gonna be loaded in there as well. Come so and they, get them. they just keep coming, and you can get keep spending and spending away. You know what I mean? Like yep. there's always gonna be more coming down the pipeline. So yeah, good. It's a good way. It's a Again, we preach it a lot because not a lot of people, it's easy to forget that. Like, oh, yeah, like, oh, I want Mike Kosicki. Well, I want your first. Like, oh, I can't do that. What do you mean you can't do that? You need a tight end. Like, what do you, like, yeah. you're literally not going to win a year because you want to hold on to draft pick. Then you end up drafting Henry Ruggs or you end up drafting, you know, JJ or Sega Whiteside or, you know, you, right. definitely those late round draft picks where the highest risk value comes into effect as it is. Absolutely. Anyways, high first round picks are risk value, but every slot you go down just becomes a higher risk value. I mean, you have a chance to hold first round. It's like, we talk about all the time like these guys, there's only 12 wide receiver ones, 12. And a third of those guys are going to be older gentlemen anyways, right? The, the DeAndre, older, older gentlemen. The, the DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I need to guys. offend anyone here. They're just older gentlemen. So it's like, it's, it's, it's easy to get confused like that. Like I'm always draft. I'm going to draft the next CD, CD Lamb. I'm going to draft the next Jefferson, Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, right? Like. You just drafted two players that I don't know who they are. There's only so many Jeffin, of those guys. I don't know. Like number two is Jamar Johnson. Chase. Four is Debo. Six yeah, is Marquise. But Debo's, Those are all older gentlemen. Debo, I mean, younger gentlemen. I know, but Debo Samuel, okay, Debo Samuel was three years later. You could have had Debo Samuel last year for probably two seconds. He was hurt. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like, you could have bought Debo Samuel. Maybe even one. And Jamar Chase, listen, and, and Jamar Chase, outlier. I'm not putting Jamar Chase in this conversation because those guys don't come around too often. And even to hit those, they don't come around too often. So, yeah, you're right. And you're right. Those guys are a little bit younger. You know, they will come through. But how many times has Debo Samuel finished his wide receiver one? And I love him. I just traded for him, too. I just, we'll talk about him in the trade episode. I just made a trade for Debo in Dynasty League. We'll talk about that here in a minute. But, um, yeah, I mean, you're talking about 
it's a mixture. You don't get a lot of these young guys that are going to come in and help you right away. And again, you got to think for the future, like Matt said, but if you're in position to make your team significantly better now, by at, again, and add, I'm not saying just do it stupidly, but like, hey, it could be Julio Jones, right? Like, right. A guy like Mike Kosicki, if you can get a guy that's 28, even a guy like Robert Woods, right, who's sneakily like wide receiver 11 or 12 right now, a guy who's 28, about to be 29, that people view as a little bit older, and you get a couple more years out of it, again, a couple... When you say that, when we talk about this before in the show many times, when people are like, oh, you only get like two or you only have two or three more years out of that guy. That's two or three ships. Two or three years is pretty good. And, man. and just look at go in your dynasty league history and look at your team and the rest of the league's teams and then look at them three years ago. It's a completely different looking landscape as it is. And people thought around too casually, like, oh, he's only got two more years. Well, that's twenty four months, son. That's two more fantasy seasons. That's a long time, right? I know it's, it's easy to flip out because time goes by so fast. Right. It's easy to say two years is nothing. But in the grand schemes of fantasy, that is, like you mentioned, that's two more ships you can win. And if you win two ships in a row, you're going to be telling your grandkids about that. For sure. Look at granddaddy. I won two ships 2021 and 2022. Two or three years ago, I mean, who were we talking about as like the best running back? It was like Le'Veon Bell, you know what I mean? And now we're- Todd Gurley. Yeah, now they're all old and crusty and out of the league. And it's that, that's how quickly this whole thing turns over. Yeah, I mean, to your to your look point. At, look at the look at that. Don't even look at your rosters. Look at dynasty rankings two years ago. That's true. All right, we should probably get back to injuries though, and we can continue injuries. the trade talk thank, in thank the you. trade section. This is a dynasty <laughs> advice show. We're spitting this advice for people that have been playing dynasty. So for anyway, Tua <laughs> has got a finger, a small well, fracture in his throwing finger. I know we're bragging about me. Look at it me. It sounds like it's not that bad though, because he's going to be the backup, right? Right, and uh, he was the emergency yeah. quarterback last week, so he could have played if he had to, but they figured that. They suck. Why risk it? Why risk it? Right. Trevor Lawrence expected to play. He's got a low ankle injury. Zach Moss left the game with a concussion. Curling concussion whoa, protocol. Whoa, Jason Edmonton, high ankle sprain. Will miss a few games from Andre Stevenson. Left the game with a concussion. Concussion protocol. Do I mean Harris? Blah, blah, blah. What did, did I miss anything? Uh, yeah, let's the, uh, blah, let's blah, go blah. back through those. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's, re, let's rewind that back a bit. I got these notes, son. <laughs> All right. So Trevor Lawrence. Uh, expected to play. He's got a low ankle injury. So no, nothing really to see there, right? I mean, that, that's one of those yeah, things. Yeah, something to monitor, um, but yeah, no, nothing really to worry about. Uh, Zach Moss left the game <laughs> with a concussion. He's currently in concussion protocol. We'll see how many days he's going to miss. Devin Singletary, him. They've been a little bit of mix and match here, a little left-right, a little left-right. Now next week is obviously be Zach Moss's bad. week. I mean, they, they, had, they had Miami this week. This should have been the week of all weeks to be able to, to play what, like, these Buffalo guys are both Jackson being replaced. Just, it, it they're is, both being replaced. It's just two. They're two average backs that do need to be replaced. Yeah, who's going to yeah. be back there in 2022? Who's going to make me go from six to They need like, to establish a running game, you know, there in Buffalo just as much as they do in Kansas City to, in order to get this cover. They're, they're taking a running back yeah. in the second round. I would be shocked if they made it through the second round and did not draft a running back this year. Uh, I agree with that. I concur. Three, three. Right, so Chase Edmonds, concur. I think there's a little bit more meat on this bone, right? Yeah. Uh, he's got a high angle sprain. He's going to miss him multiple games. Uh, we're going to talk about James Conner here, and he's in my uh, Nerd Herd episode. It's why I think he's a buy for your dynasty team. Um, You're buying him now. For a contender? Yeah. What are you Price do? is just gone. We'll talk about it the show. Yep. Like, I'm not paying a first-round pick for James Conner, but if you're you just picked the wrong first, time to do it, that's what I'm saying. No, people are looking to get out. Eno Benjamin, uh, the other back that, that came in oh. during the game, actually got some carries, actually looked halfway decent. Eno's always looked okay. When he you know, gets an opportunity, he barely. Opportunity, but he's, barely he's just gets. one of those guys. That's that's how he looks. He's never going to be a fancy stud in my eyes. And he's uh, he's in a very similar role as you know, or as Chase Edmonds, similar size, similar type player. I think they're going to lean a little bit more on James Conner than Didn't they have. Did we say to buy been. James Conner like three weeks ago? Uh, I think it was a sell. We said get him out of here. I think it was like one of those where if you're in a rebuild, sell. Okay. If you're contender, buy. So now it's paying off. Oh, he was the double. He was the double guy. <clears throat> um, yeah. Yeah, he was. The double guy. Right. I, I think he was a sell. Sell. I, I think we all just said to sell. Well, we I mean, could, we could be wrong. I don't know. I don't, there's a lot of stats here that I have um, on the Cardinals of why they why he would be a buy now. I mean, no team runs the, like he's save a power. It, save, save it, it save it, it. Oh, now, now, now I got to slow it down. So, Ramondre <laughs> Stevenson and listen, join the nerd, listen to the nerd episode. I'll tell you why James Conner is a good buy and what I'd be paying for. We're him just in. doing one mega episode that's two hours long. <laughs> it's we're not even we're not even going to do a second episode. So Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harrison both out with concussions last week. JJ Taylor getting a call up or are both these guys you think going to get cleared and just and be on with your day? 
I hope they bumped their heads in the staircase when they play the Browns this week. Because if we can't have Nick Chubb, they can't have Damien and Ramondre. Yeah. It's only fair. It's, it's only fair. Only, I'm a fair guy. I'm a very brain. fair person. If you ever meet me in person, I'm a very, very fair person. So oh, it's only right. right. It's true. Brain if I saw him right now, I'd throw a football both their heads. <laughs> yeah, Jared, you're right. Jared, Brandon, Jared's Brandon over Bolden. there saying Brandon Bolden. Yeah, oh, okay, gotcha. Guy. Yep. He's been doing a lot of the receiving work. Uh, I mean, both could potentially come back, too. You never know. With some guys' concussion protocol, they make it through, and they're fine for the next week. Some guys are out for, like, a month. So it, it's tough to say exactly. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, though, was playing very well, very well last week. And even, even while Damian Harris was playing, on a touch-per-touch basis, Damian Harris was averaging, and granted, yards per carry, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, it was a drastic difference between the two players as to how one was performing versus the other. Yeah, like, what about that one drive where, like, Ramondre drove all the way downfield and they gave Damian a goal Dave, line carry? Yeah, like, oh, right at the goal line. That was BS, man. That was cold-blooded, man. Yeah. I, was, I was like, oh, Ramondre. And that's the thing. Like, Ramondre has looked pretty good. And he, he, passes, has he passes the eyeball test every single time I see him. It, it's just don't fumble. And yeah. that's been the thing. He's had a couple costly oh, fumbles. Bill's not having And that. Bill is not letting that slide. Okay. Can we move on now after injuries? We can. We right. can move on. What would you like to talk about, Garrett? Uh, I want to talk about some of these rookies because I think this was unofficial rookie breakout week and no one told mm. me. So I, I want to talk about some of these rookies. Uh, the number one wide receiver on the week, Elijah Moore. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Eight targets, seven receptions, 84 yards, two touchdowns. Now, it was a very weird game against the Colts. It was one of those ones where Colts just beat them to death. And then, like, at the last minute, there was some garbage time, and they kind of came back. But Elijah Moore with some really nice routes and made some big plays. There were some blown coverages as well. The one touchdown was, like, he was literally playing, like, he was making a he snow was, angel in the end zone. He was, he was like, oh, wide there's a open, yep. But he did make some very good plays. How encouraged are you by this performance? Do we think we start to see more of this now? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm encouraged by the targets. You know what I mean? Like, I, I knew that he was a talented wide receiver. I thought that he would be able to translate to the NFL. He just wasn't getting a great opportunity. Obviously he was a little nicked up at the beginning of the year. So he, he got off to a slow start. I'm just glad to see him get eight targets in a game and, and he converted a bunch of them. So. Yeah. I'm not as shocked as this is some guy walking on me with a trench coat with, with a mustache. Like, Oh, I'm about to see some wiener. You know, like <laughs> pretty clear as day. You see a guy walking up to you with just nothing but a trench coat on. He's got like a weird, creepy mustache. But how did like we go like, from oh, Elijah like, Moore to trench coat wiener guy? Because it's clear as day what I'm about to see here. Like, it's clear as day. Like, I'm going to see <laughs> Elijah Moore is going to dominate when he gets the targets. And if some creepy guy walks up to you with a weird looking mustache, he's wearing nothing but a trench coat. Like, you're about to see some wiener. So, like, it's clear as day. Two same th- Literally the same thing. We're talking about the same thing. Same Elijah thing. Moore. Weird trench guy with the pervy mustache. You're you're literally comparing apples to apples. I don't yeah. know how I missed that. Bananas I to bananas. What was I thinking? What are you asking me what I'm thinking? So, no, Elijah Moore, I mean, we broke it down during his rookie podcast. This guy is a, a, an elite, talented player who he constantly moved up our boards during our rookie prospect. We had him... We had him there right at the end of the at the end of the debate. It was it came down to Rashad Bateman and Elijah Moore. Like it was that close for how good those guys looked. And they, they were right behind the top three, which was Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, and Jalen Waddle. And to be fair, they still sit there, right? Like Rashad Bateman and Elijah Moore. It was a really nice, talented rookie wide receiver class. We're gonna have a couple players in here. They're gonna be not all alphas. Like Jamar Chase is an alpha. I think Devontae Smith could be an alpha uh, on your dynasty roster. Rashad Rashad Bateman. The, the Ravens are now throwing the second half way more, so he has a chance to be a very solid wide receiver one. And I think Elijah Moore Real quick Moore's on that, con- real quick on that, because, because I've seen people say that a lot. And obviously the stats played out, but we're also forgetting that they're missing their top two running backs. And they're running this Devonta Freeman and Le'Veon Bell and just all of these old like guys out there. Will this continue in the future once J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards are back in the fold. That's just one like caveat I want to put on that. I understand they're passing more, but I don't know that that's a forever thing. I mean, if the, if, if the receivers produce, it will be. If Rashad say, Bateman this produces, could just, this could just be. be the evolution of, of Lamar Jackson it could be. turning it, into a possible. more of a passer as well. But I just want to throw a little water on that before we're like, oh, they're a pass first. It's Kansas City now. Like, I, I don't think if it's the case. if it works and it looks it's it's going good you're going to keep but we're talking doing, about right? a short like, sample size nobody loses to Virginia and uh, says oh that they, was great I think they're doing that again most plays this year in the NFL too because of all the extra I think they have a couple three overtime games yeah, so. luckiest team in the NFL yeah 
It's, I despise the Ravens. They almost lost to a lot of Lions. If you're a Ravens fan, no offense. I have nothing against you. It's just I despise the Ravens and our Modell. Stole my football team. No one won, won two Super Bowls. Eat it. I just had to explain that to my son this past weekend. He wasn't happy either. Uh, <laughs> well, you mean they wore the Browns and yeah. they left and got Ray Lewis and Jonathan Ogden and then won a couple of Super Bowls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. like, Dad, Dad, which one of these purple teams do you want to win? I'm like, never this team never, right never. here. that purple one. <laughs> never. The one with the bird. Never. Two teams, you need to show them the... Uh, two teams that never want to win. Michigan and the Ravens. That's never. Fair. Under yeah. any circumstance. Show, like, well, it helps Ohio State. I'm like, I don't care. Show them the football life doc. Or is it a... I don't know. NFL Network did a documentary on, on that. That was really good. Was on it? the Browns leaving. Uh, because I was, I don't remember it. Oh man, I was five yeah. when that happened. I was in high school, so I don't. I, I was don't at the. I was at the last game at the stadium when they're ripping up bleachers. Ripping up stuff oh, and yeah, taking I was, I was urinals in the out. And, yeah, it was insane, man. <laughs> yeah, so like for me, getting I was, to I was watch younger. That, I was in my like like early teens, <laughs> right? So I remember them coming back. Yeah. Like I had my Tim Couch jersey and all that stuff, but I don't remember them leaving. So it was good to like watch that and be able to understand it better. Screw the Ravens. So, um, yeah, Elijah Moore, <laughs> great, great prospect. Good luck trying to buy him. I would buy him. I would, what, what's the most you would pay for Elijah Moore right now in Dynasty Fans Football? Like, would you give up if you're a contender? Mm-hmm. Or even say you're not, even, say you're, I don't you're, think it matters a contender or not with a guy that's this does. young, this talented. Because if you're a complete rebuild and your team blows donkey balls, they're going to give up two first. It's Elijah Moore. I mean, it's not like I don't a think bad I would player. give up two first yeah. either way. But if you're a contender, you give up two first. I don't think what? it would either way. Why? You can trust him down the stretch? Yeah, I would. As a contender? First. That's the thing. Like, if you're a contender, yeah, Matt's right. Like, Do you trust putting him in your starting lineup right now? I wouldn't even care. I don't even care about putting my starting lineup right now if I'm a contender. I, I, this is the kind of player I would like to have. And then maybe next year, like when he compete, if I have a really good team, I have that means I have three other really good receivers. I could flip one of those other good receivers for more draft capital later, and I'm getting younger. I mean, that's it's awesome if, about, like, if that's like, true, but I'm trying to use my draft capital to get a guy that's going to help me win a ship right now. If I We just had this conversation, right. I feel like. We did, but what I'm saying Ships is... Ships last forever, Rich. But not all, but not all contenders need help. He's, listen, He's I, trying to have it both ways now. No, now, he wants, now he wants all his no. future picks, or his future... Listen. This He's is like, how again. Like, I'll give you Julio Jones. When I say I like you give me draft, a first and Elijah Moore. When I say I like to use my draft capital to, to stay a contender for 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 a long period of time, these are the kind of moves I like to make. I remember, I remember like like players I give first round grades. I get like going to second round. Like you're never going to get a player. Last year I gave him a first this year for Antonio Gibson, who was drafted. He was taking the second. I was like, I'll give you my first next year for him. Oh, okay. Here we go. I got Antonio Gibson. You're not going to get a player um, like Elijah Moore. Most likely at the end of next year's draft, for, for no, sure. Exactly. Or, where you think you're going to be drafting. Or, so, so that's why you're going to play. You're not paid. worried about the situation at all? Zach Wilson looking terrible? I think he can overcome. And I think Zach Wilson can get better. I'm not going to judge Zach Wilson on five games of him coming to BYU either. I mean, I mean, if other players look good, he, he can possibly get better. If he doesn't, guess what? They're getting their quarterback in here. Um, I don't it, think you would have to pay two first, though, either. It, no, you don't. I'm saying, but if you had, like, I'm, I'm asking if you would pay him. That's what I'm, but the, I'd pay point, a first and a second. <clears throat> my point about that, though, again, I would pay a first and a second, too, but I think you have to pay more than that. Um, Depending on, it depends on where the first is. If first you're, and two seconds. If you're, if you're a rebuild or a middle of the road team. Well, it's different. That might. Wanted, yeah, that, that'll work because he wants a high first. But like going back to the, the strategy of like giving up first, just because you're a contender doesn't mean you need help. You might have all the depth you can. But I'm never afraid just because I don't need help to go out here and tack guys like Elijah Moore when your price tag is going to go up to guaranteed you got to give me two first, up to maybe even three first. Like when, if I target a player that I like a lot, that I think has a potential ceiling, which I think Elijah Moore has the ceiling to be a pretty damn good wide receiver up to the caliber of a borderline wide receiver one, most likely probably a high-end wide receiver two to mid-range wide receiver two that I like that's 21 years old that could be my team for the next 10 years. If I'm a contender and I and I see those players again, what looks like an overpaid day is underpaid tomorrow. It's like I still try to attack those players even as a contender and give up future draft capital because, again, I could if my team's good, I know I have enough players to go get other players I need back. Again, if I add Elijah Moore and he pans out, now my receiving core is even deeper. So now instead of trading Elijah Moore, who's my young guy, if I'm a contender, I probably have a couple guys that are maybe 26, 27, 28. Now I can take one of those guys. And use him as an asset elsewhere. So, like, a lot. There's players I like, and they're attainable. I, I understand. I, I understand that his guys. price is going to go up, and I understand, you know, what you're trying to say. I'm. I'm not sure. I 100 percent get get behind it and and say, 
you know, if I'm a contender, this is this is the best way to make my team better. I, I, I think for I, for the I think it's a way run. to make your team better because I think it's you for, more not for this year, else. not right. for this year. But it's not but my point is not everybody needs to get better. Like you don't just because. But you you not everybody has holes that they have to fill for this year. But that might be short sighted because what happens if you get two injuries between now and the end of the season before your trade deadline happens, and now all of a sudden. Where you don't have two first round draft picks because you because you went out and but got a young counter, guy that can't help you. But this I can make a counterpoint is the guy that you gave up your first round picks for, then all of a sudden you trade for him and he gets hurt the next week, or he gets COVID and he's out for two. I mean, like there's always I, a point I, to be made. I will there. say this too: there might potentially be a little bit of a lull in his price because, I mean, a week or two ago you could have bought him for probably just a first because he wasn't performing well. The yeah. offense looked bad. Corey Davis was out this week, and he is still probably the main target in this offense. Once Corey Davis comes back, we'll have to see how the targets are redistributed. Distributed. Yeah, that word. Um, We'll have to see what that looks like. So there could potentially be another small lull again, and that would be particularly, if I'm really targeting more, I might take that gamble and try to go, go get him then. But again, this has nothing to even do with what he did this week. This is a player I loved his tape, right? And sure. Garrett, uh, Jared just brought up a trade here uh, in the Dice Center's trade finder. Jalen Rager, a 24 second and a 24 first for Elijah Moore. I That's love that even price. more because you're, you're giving up three years down a road capital. That's, yeah, um, forever away. So to me, I just, I, I like, deal. if there's a player I like, right, and he's really young, I want that player. Even if I don't need that player in my roster, I would rather try and get that player now before his value goes up. If I think his value will go up and figure the rest out later. Like I could figure it out. I have a whole off season. Well, to you could say the same would be true as like get a player that helps you now and then figure the rest out later. Yeah. But if you're a contender, sometimes there's only windows to get certain players. So like if I think Elijah Moore is going to put up, you know, get CA targets, he's going to get seven catches for 84 yards, not two touchdowns every week, but if he's going to average that and then a touchdown. So if he's starting to average 15.2 points per game, if you're convinced that, that that's price tag's going up, if, if you're convinced that that's how he's going to play for the rest of the season, then sure. But I'm not necessarily convinced that he's going to be a solid wide receiver too in my fantasy lineup for the rest of the season. Uh, see, I feel the script on him and I'm not worried about it. I think he has the opportunity this season, but again, I like him to do that long-term. And that's where Matt said sometimes you got to think, oh, long-term too. So that's where this equation comes into effect. But let's go you on. To keep an eye More on. More rookies. You, you definitely All right, Devonta yeah. Smith uh, had a really good Five week. Five first. Uh, five, <laughs> uh, Smith had uh, six targets, which isn't an outrageous amount of targets necessarily, but had five receptions on that 116 yards, one touchdown. You watch him play. He gets open so often. He, he makes plays. I know that the numbers overall up until this point haven't been super sexy. This is only what his third touchdown. I believe he hasn't had a ton, right? But the writing seems to be on the wall that he can be one of those guys. Do you believe that he can be, you know, a future at the minimum, a low end or a high end wide receiver two, if not a low end wide receiver one? And if so, what are you doing to potentially acquire him? I definitely think that he can be exactly what you just said. Uh, um, you know, low end wide receiver one, a uh, high end wide receiver. He's got all the talent in the world to do that. And, and, and there was a reason we had him above Jamar Chase. It's because he gets open and, and with ease and has so much separation. And he's such a smooth athlete as well. Um, Very much so. So, you know, obviously he's converting, you know, only six targets here to over over, over 100 yards, 115 or 116, um, and a touchdown here. In, in an offense that's – Kind of shifted a little bit. I feel like lately they they've been trying to run the ball a little bit more since yeah. Miles. Uh, Miles <laughs> since your starting running back went down, since let's run it, the ball more. Since Miles Sanders <laughs> went down, and they brought in Jordan Howard um, and Boston Scott. So um, it's nice to see. I mean, maybe it's opening things up a little bit. I I didn't actually get to watch any of that game, so I, I can't comment as far as you know route in and route out how he, how he's looking. But he looked fantastic. Yeah. He's constantly looked fantastic. Of course, I would. Uh, as far as can he be that? Yeah, there's again nothing. He's he's done ex- like Elijah Moore just did what I thought he could do this week. Devonta Smith has been doing exactly what I thought he would do since day All one. Season, basically, he's super smooth. Constantly be open. He will constantly be open his entire career. Not entire career, but until he until he loses a step. That's the kind of player he is. You know, it's the reason why he won the Heisman, the first wide receiver to win the Heisman in you know over thirty years. This guy, this kid, is just electric right he's a very good route runner he's really smooth he's got good hands he's reliable he will consistently week in week out pretty much give you double digit points i would have no problem here again paying two for 
Yeah, Elijah Moore not paying two first, right? I said, would you pay two first? I'm probably not paying two first either. First in a second, though. For Devontae Smith, I have no problem paying two first for. None. And I don't even care where I'm at, really. Like, I just feel like I would get back. Especially, you know, we talked about the 22 class. We're not super enthused at this point. There are some good receivers in that class. There is. But why why gamble? Just take the for sure thing here in Devontae Smith. To me, he's a for sure thing. Like, I think I think the sky's the limit for this kid. I think he is wide receiver one potential that could be consistent that way. Th- this week, I traded straight up. Now, it was before the game. Maybe there'd be different feelings afterward. Uh, but before the game uh, with Nate, he's one of our writers, made a trade with him. Straight up, Jalen Waddle for Devontae Smith. I got oh. Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle. How do you guys feel about that? Because Waddle has produced all season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, wh- where would you where I, would you weigh in on that? I deal? think it's a very fair trade. I, I like Waddle a ton too. I remember when we were breaking down these rookies, I was like, man, I really like Waddle. Like if Chase and Smith weren't so good, I could easily see in other years Waddle being my wide receiver one. Like he's that. He, he like I like him a lot. Like it's a shame he's number three. I'm gonna talk about that. So to me, it's it's a fair trade. You're, you're getting your guy. I feel like you yeah. know at that point with that guy because it is they are both very high upside wide receivers. That obviously they're both rookies. Um, so you are if. If you're making a trade like that, it's because you you prefer the other person person sure. in the trade. You know what I mean? And and they are that close. It's not like you're trying to fleece the other person at all in that kind of maneuver. And people have done it. Here's a recent trade in the trade finder: a twenty two a twenty two third in Debo Samuel for Devonte Smith and a twenty three second. Like that's a that's a fair trade in my eyes. Like you're yeah. you're you're staying young and you're kind of getting a player that you believe in more. Um, here, and you and move it, up around, which, you know, traditionally seconds, you actually have a shot at getting a good player. Thirds, it's just a complete dart throw. It might as well be a fifth. Yeah, these yep. player, players like players like Devonta Smith only gain value, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you get the best of both worlds. You get a guy who's going to give you double digit points week in and week out and you get him. He's super young. It's the reason I moved Jamar Chase up to my number one overall dynasty player. People are like, yo, you can't do that. I'm like, I sure as hell Watch can. Watch me. Somebody yelling at me is like, oh, you can't put. You can't put Jamar Chase ahead of Christian McCaffrey or John. I'm like, I sure can. It's my rankings, and I will do whatever I want. My rankings are <laughs> uh, my choice. <laughs> all right. Uh, I don't know if you guys got to watch the Monday night football game last night. Sure but I did. Uh, last night was the Justin Fields coming out party, particularly in the oh, second oh half. I watched the first half. Oh, you watched the wrong <laughs> half. Yeah, dude, he, dude, he looked Good. Especially on that last drive. Dude, his deep ball was Big money. He drove the ball really well. Against Pittsburgh. Big time plays. Very good defense. And the refs were dude, these they did I've, not help at I, all. And I dude, I I saw it today all day, like the the butt bump and all yeah. that kind of stuff. It wasn't even dude, it wasn't even just the bump up call. Dude, I've Some never Some of the roughing the passer calls and they called the touchdown back and the guy didn't even touch him. He didn't lineman. even touch him, he whiffed him. And yeah. they, they would have won a game. There's not many times where I felt like, wow. Honestly, I don't know if there's ever been a time where I've watched a game. Like, I've seen bad calls, right? Like, right. wow, these refs have an agenda. We all have. It We're Browns like, fans. It, Go ahead. It, <laughs> I swear on my life, last night, it looked like the refs had an agenda that the Steelers had to win that game. Like, everything that possibly, like, Justin Fields getting laid out. The the, the call on the touchdown bringing back when they said it was illegal blocking when he was inside the, uh, the hash marks and he even touched the player. Um, the butt. And then a ref comes has a nerd come out. It's like, oh, they had nothing to do. I was calling it because it was taunting. It's like, dude, you bumped into him and then you grabbed your flag. You weren't even looking at him until that. So how are you calling taunting? He was pimping it too. He was like holding his hand. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. dude, that was bad news. But Justin Fields looked dynamic. I mean, I think it's a pretty bad look for the whole NFL at this point. A terrible look. He's seventy. That dude, that ref, he looks at seventy. He looks dude. At no point, at no point should I ever watch professional football and feel like these these refs are cheating the game. Like this yeah. is with this Donahue from the NBA. Like this is ridiculous. Especially like with all the money that people gamble on these games. Like that's dude. a bad look, man. And then here I am as a Browns fan. Like I need Pittsburgh to lose. Like come on, Pittsburgh lose. And yeah. here they are. They last. They, they score good enough time for Pittsburgh to go down into the field. It's just you knew it was going to happen. Yeah. But again, Justin Fields as a superflex quarterback looked dynamic. Um, his his deep ball, which is which he looked, which was one of his strong suits in Absolutely. college, looked really good. Really drove the ball well. Was very accurate as well. Um, Cole Komet had some really good flashes there too. That would be a good combination for them. Got tried to get Allen Robinson involved a little bit earlier to hamstring late. The, the slot seam were out there at the mm-hmm. end. What what I liked, I, I you know one of the plays I saw was. 
it was just his quick decisiveness. Like when yes. he was just running, like he, he, he didn't see it and he, and he went because Justin Fields, the biggest thing that I saw that I didn't like when we were watching his rookie tape was, you know, when, when something wasn't there and he was getting, and he was getting some pressure, he had a tendency to make some mistakes. And early on in the NFL season, that seemed to be so, kind of yeah. the, it's been even magnified in the NFL, obviously. So to see him kind of like, one, two, three, and then just go. That's that's what I think he needs to do to succeed in the NFL. Just just until people can kind of until they stop pressuring him so much. You know, make him pay with your legs. If they're gonna if they're gonna rush you, they're gonna they're gonna bring the house. They're gonna do all this stuff to kind of try to screw with your head and, and and get you thinking too much. Stop thinking so much and just go. And then they'll have to adjust to you running. Yeah. It, until the game slows down right, a little exactly. bit more too. There's a lot to go on there. But as as a super flex upside guy, he looks terrific. Um. Another guy in the game too, Pat Firemuth. Another rookie Pat here. Firemuth had a great six game targets, last night. five catches, forty-three yards, two touchdowns. Previous week versus the Browns had that phenomenal mm. touchdown catch too, which was I amazing. I couldn't believe he caught that. Um, we're gonna get into this trade. I just made a trade. I was involved with Pat Firemuth too, so I'd like to hear you guys' uh, okay. thoughts on it. But I mean, again, for a dynasty, when you identify these young tight ends that are producing early, if Pat Firemuth has a really good rookie year, usually what that translates to. If a tight end looks really good his rookie year and starts to produce, it usually translates to, a, obviously, unless your name is Evan Ingram, a high-end fantasy career, right? Like, we don't right. see a lot of production. So when you do see this, uh, you do want to attack those situations because odds are Pat Firemuth was fantastic at Penn State. He's only going to get better here in Pittsburgh. Big Ben, obviously, is going to leave, so it's going to change things a little bit. But again, tight ends are rookie quarterbacks help. Um, safety nets. And honestly, Pittsburgh is in a situation where, like, I don't think they necessarily go out there and attack and get draft a rookie. I can see them in the lines of signing a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, possibly, or maybe take a chance on bringing a guy like maybe Mitch Trubisky coming sure. here. Um, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridge, something along those lines. Sure. So I think they should shoot a little higher than Teddy, personally. But go ahead. I would, too. So <laughs> Such a Teddy. Pat Fireman's good. Wait, he said Mitch Trubisky. You didn't bat an eye. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater, I'll shoot higher than Teddy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think I think Mitch Trubisky offers some upside. I, I'd be I'm not saying he doesn't. Trubisky. It was just the totally okay with Trubisky and the utter disdain <laughs> for the starting quarterback of the Denver Broncos. Listen, what? One of, one of those guys <laughs> broke his knee just doing a drop back. Nobody touched him. I'm just going to say that. I'm just we, gonna are, put it uh, we are in Mentor, Ohio right now. I, I know. You would think that there would be a little more love for uh, for Mitch, but nope. I guess not. Nope, nope, nope. Well, there is. Well, you, no, I'm not yeah. going to. Yeah, I didn't bat an eye. Mitch is great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go for it. That's true. I'm, guess hoarding, I'm hoarding Trubisky in a lot of super flex. Yeah, right he's, I think that's he's smart a great move. He's like free because he's going to get another shot at some point. He's definitely. He's learning from Dable. Good, yeah, good spot. And then, a dude, if Dable gets a head coach somewhere, they could possibly need a quarterback. They bring him in. That's that's a good spot. So, hey, listen, we're, we got a lot of trades. Not a lot. We got some trades to talk about. We're running out of time here. We're almost at 45 minutes already. So, let me talk about some of our friends before we get into these trades. Because I got to trade. I want to talk about first. Let me tell you about my bookie. More is always better. And that's why my bookie instantly doubles all first time deposits. With double the funds, you could double your action. And more importantly, double your wins. Get in on the action has never been easier. I could bet with all my favorite currencies, including crypto, and with all the extra scratch, why not get in on the biggest matchups of the week at my bookie? As we inch closer to the NFL playoffs, there are some pivotal games to be on the lookout for. Now, for this weekend, including a showdown between the divisional rivals when the San Francisco 49ers take on the L.A. Rams behind the MVP candidate, Matt Stafford himself. The Rams are looking to continue rolling as they take on the fierce 49ers defense. The Rams are legit. Bet them to cover the spread. Just, just the way it is. Matt Stafford's out there slinging the ball. He's an MVP. Don't wait. Head to my bookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can get in the game and start winning now. Use that promo code NERDS to receive double your first deposit instantly. That's promo code NERDS so you can double your funds, the double your winnings, bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie, promo code NERDS. And uh, let's also give a shout out to Prediction Strike. Prediction Prediction Strike. Shout out. PredictionStrike.com, our favorite place to go when we want to buy, sell, hold shares of players just like we do our stocks, our cryptocurrency, same type of concept, same type of idea. They have a fantastic app. Wait, they have Shiba on here? Huh? Huh? Oh, for sure. (laughs) Absolutely, they do in a way. Brian Edwards is killing me on here. Oh, Oh, 
Yeah. yeah, how about me who had him in my lineups all this week? He's so bad. Thanks for the goose right egg, big B. <laughs> yeah, that didn't, that didn't quite sound Getting targeted, but every single target was off target uh, by Carr. Some, like, something's wrong there. Yeah. Something's wrong there. Like but Beckham and Bu- Baker. I know. It's, it's pretty bad, unfortunately. But there are other stocks... Like the Javante Williams one we told you to, to, to get. It's looking better and better every single week. Every week, I swear, there's a highlight of that kid just breaking 15 tackles. It's ridiculous. It really is. But you can go in and get players like Javante Williams, like Elijah Moore, like all of these rookies, or maybe some vets that you think are going to bounce back. You can do that at predictionstrike.com. Could you imagine getting Cordell Patterson at the beginning of the year? Ooh. Ooh, my yeah, gosh. A good one. Sell, 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 sell. That worked out pretty nicely. Uh, With trench coat. (laughs) (laughs) With promo code (laughs) Dynasty, you can get a free share of your favorite player with the deposit of $20 or more. That is promo code Dynasty to receive a free share with your first deposit of $20 or more at predictionstrike.com. All right, how much time do we have? None. We have zero seconds. It's we're at fifty minutes right now. We got time for the nerds. How many, how many trades do we have? I can I can do as many as we want. I know, I, I, I'm thinking about carrying some of these over the nerd episode. Okay, we can we can carry. Maybe, some. You want to do like three? Maybe we don't get as deep into the buy and sells, and we do some of these. Uh, yeah, sounds nerd, good. We do some trades in nerd episode. Just kind of okay. little treats to nerd guys. Um, before we get into your trades, okay. let me let me drop one on you guys. I thought it was a pretty fair trade. Okay. Uh, I originally proposed this trade. He proposed it to me. Okay. I was like, yes, I will make the trade. And then he backed out. I wait, wait, well, hold on, hold on. What section? What what section are we in? The, what? The tr- <laughs> Trades. Sorry, this is my Ramajan Stevenson's Go ahead. Right He's now. always doing something else. This is, right. this is, uh, <laughs> this is an opportunity to shine. <laughs> we're, we're looking choking. at trades, man. We tweeted out for, two today. for the yeah. nerd herd <laughs> to send two. us their One uh, contender rebuild trades. One QB PPR leg. Um, he originally, we were in negotiations, proposed a trade to me via text. I was like, yes, I accept. Um, he said, good, I'm at the zoo. I will send it over. He gets back from the zoo and takes a nap and says, I JK. can't make this trade. Um, I hate that. That is the worst. Why did you propose it? Yeah. And then, then he originally, then he texted me later saying he declined the trade. He's like, hey, are you willing to trade Pat Fryermuth, who's originally part of the trade? And I was like, I will, but it takes away from our original package. So I just resent the same trade. Um, and I woke up today, this morning, and he accepted the trade. So I traded away one QB PPR. I traded away Saquon Barkley. Okay. Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. Pat Fryermuth. Okay. And a 2024 second. Okay. I received J.K. Dobbins, Debo Samuel, a 22 first, and a 23 first. Oh, you got, the, you got a great deal there. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think way that's to take even, advantage of somebody who doesn't pay attention. My team is uh, I see, now. Are you a contender? T- my team's completely decimated with injuries. I got. Calvary, I was going to say if you're, got, if you're if you're trading for J.K., you better not be. Yeah, I that's have. True. Obviously, I have Saquon. Uh, I have I have Calvin Ridley in that league. Um, I have I have Terry McLaurin. I have Mike Williams in that league. I had Odell Beckham, who's obviously been out. Um, All right, so, enough of yours. We gotta get to these I'm nerd not hurt. Out. We gotta get to the people, oh, man. We gotta get we're it carrying to the, people. the nerd herd episode. This is just a trade. I'm a person too here. Uh, so <laughs> cares about you, man. I'll, I'll Rich doesn't get to talk enough on the show. Let him have this. Yeah. So, so you like the trade? I do. I think that's a very good trade. Yeah, I, I think you did very I, well. So the, I, the only I don't the know. only way that that could go south is if Saquon Barkley magically stops getting hurt and then goes on to be RB1 again. That's and, the and, only way. But, and, and Pat Fryermuth is the next George Kittle. Right. But the odds of both of those things happening. You no, know, Doug goes to Green Bay and becomes Devontae Adams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that trade sucks. <laughs> this trade blows. Well, I'm also a really big J.K. Dobbins fan, so I helped it. It put me in position so when Saquon comes back, I don't have to start him because right now I have right. the second worst record in the league because I just can't win. I have no, you know, well, and you got a 23 there. first and a 22 first, which is nice to have both of those exactly. assets for the future. Okay, so I win that trade? I would say so. It. I don't think it's a blowout, but I definitely think you win. Twitter gave me 85% to 50% on my side. but 80% to 50%? That's what I thought he said, too. And then I realized he probably said 15. 135%. Holy shit. <laughs> so it's just, I mean, I mean, everybody else is kind of, but I, I like his side, too. Like, I don't think it's a trade. Like, Pat Fryermuth and OBJ for, like, Debo isn't, like, Crazy far off if you like if you if you need a tight end, and then you know J.K. and two first for uh, J.K. or Saquon. There you go. All right, all right. Uh, we were talking about J.K. Dobbins. I think this would uh, be a good segue into this trade heel, heel, 
here. Uh, I'll be the heel John, of the show. <laughs> uh, John Hornig Jr. Mm, somebody's in the mood. Uh, <laughs> he is trying to sneak into the playoffs. 12-team league, super flex, half point PPR. He is giving up, so he's trying to get into the playoffs. He's giving up J.K. Dobbins 2021 first and a 2023 second. 2021 first. 20, did I say 2021? 2022 first and, and 2023 second. second. We'll let you All get right. back in the draft. And uh, J.K. <laughs> Dobbins for Nick Chubb. How do you feel about that move as a potential contender? So you're giving up a first and a second in J.K. Dobbins for Nick Chubb. Correct. And you're trying to make a playoffs this year and win. Yeah, I, I like that trade a lot. It's it's a steep price to pay, yeah. um, but it's the price of admission, my friend. Well, especially I think that's exactly you're how you have to look at certainty over mystery. Yeah, absolutely. And and especially at close to the trade deadline. And I mean, it stinks that he went out and now he's on the COVID list, and who knows if he's going to play this week. But right. but I mean, he should I, be back. Yeah. Long term, and yep. he wasn't getting production out of J.K. Dobbins this week anyway. So zero, he's, he's not a, getting any production out of those first round draft pick, the second round draft pick, or or J.K. Dobbins this year. So yeah, so in a vacuum, I would say I don't know that he necessarily won that, but for a team that that thinks it could be a contender, and if that puts you, if that move does in fact put you over the top, it's it's definitely and that, and that's what I mean because I think I think if you see it on paper, you think man, this guy is overpaying a bit for um, for, for Nick Chubb, but in in that in the reality of the situation, which is where, you know, all trades should be actually viewed. I think, I think he's doing what he needs to do to get into the playoffs. And that's what you should do. Yeah. That's why when you put trades on Twitter, they're not really good to do because then we can see your team. And that's why you, we talked about this before. You can't be afraid to lose trades at this time of the year. Like you're, you have to go into a trade. If you're a contender, essentially knowing you're not going to win the trade for the most part, mm-hmm. like you have to go in like this guy who made a trade for me, right? Like he's trying to make a push. He, he's in third place. So he knows. So he, his theory is, and I told him, I was like, dude, if Odell comes back and goes to a good team and he's evolved, if Saquon comes back and is running back one, this is going to put you over the edge. Like, And I told him that. I was like, listen, I understand you're probably going to be slightly overpaying here. That's the cost of doing business when you're a contender. When you're a contender, you have to go into these deals understanding, like, you have no leverage here. You like, have no leverage. And, and I think this is something that we never, ever talk about. But when you're the person who trades a lot in, in your in your league. But if you're the person that wins every single trade and you're always getting something over on everybody in the league, guess what? People are going to stop trading with you. You're going to get a reputation and you almost have to do these kind of trades where you're overpaying sometimes as almost a goodwill gesture to show people that, Hey, I I'm willing to take one on the chin just so I can, I can make this trade happen. And it's, it's like it's, you have to be able to, relationship build almost with, with the whole rest of your, with the whole rest of your league and say, Hey, I don't have to win every single trade or people will just stop trading with you. I've seen it happen in plenty of our leagues in the past. So, you know, it's, I think that's a small nuance that people that know, like not everyone gets. I think the the easiest way to slightly overpay too when it comes to that is the draft capital wise, because you're not giving a player like it's on the other team to make that win or lose. Right. Right. Like, so if it doesn't work out for them, that's on them. Like, Oh, they could have drafted, Instead of taking J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, they could have taken him. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. or instead of taking um, Henry Ruggs, you could have taken Justin Jefferson. You know what I mean? Like, so they're, it's on yeah. them to lose. And it's the easiest way to overpay. And it's the easiest thing to get back. Like, once you trade a good player that pans out, like, you're not getting him back. Like, a second-round pick, you can get that back. There's oh, still time. You can time. always so, make those up. Yep. Right. And the easiest way to make it look like overpaid is always draft capital. Like, oh, uh, like people tell me, I want to give up two first. Like, okay, well, that's what it took to get the deal done. I'm trying to win. Like, this is where my team is. And guess, and guess what? I expect it to be two, 112 this year, and I expect it to be 112 the following year. So it's a late first. It's it, And there's a big difference between 112 and 13. So, yep. yeah, I, I, yeah he's, he's trying to win, which it's, I'm always been trying to advocate. And it's not too far off. That's what it is. It's the difference between actually winning or winning a trade. Exactly. You, I want to be the person that's actually winning. Yep. Uh, you know what I mean? Not yep. always winning a trade. Uh, I put that in the Zeke trade, uh, that Zeke Elliott trade like last year. Again, people were like, that guy from, uh, what's his face? Whatever his name was. Like, oh, that's not a good way to uh, represent the site. Given that trade, you overpaid. Well, I gave up two first and David Montgomery for Zeke Elliott and Justin Herbert. I met his trade before. Now this year, Justin Herbert's my number one quarterback, looking great. And Zeke Elliott's playing well as well. So, like, I don't care about I, I My exact answer was, I'm not here to win trades. I'm here to win ships. 
That's what we're here to do. Yep. Next trade. All right. Let's get a. Let's try to let's get at least two more, and then we'll carry all more. these trades over. Okay. Well, the nerd herd episode will now. We'll talk about a couple guys. I have to talk about James Conner now because I said I would. Yeah, yeah, Besides yeah. that, we'll You're talk. Stuck. We'll talk trades. All right. Yeah. Fun. All right. Uh, this is from RB1 underscore Taylor. Ooh, Jonathan Taylor, obviously. Yeah, clearly. Uh, clearly. He has the picture of Jonathan Taylor saluting even. Uh, contending team. So this is Jonathan Taylor himself. Is this that is it? him okay. saying, how much is too much to pay for me? Uh, no. Contending team, one quarterback league, 12 well, You, Gary, teams. you're priceless, bud. There is no overpay there. That's, Go ahead. That's Proceed. the sweetest thing anyone's yeah. ever said to me. <laughs> Hopkins and my see this is this is an interesting one here. Uh, I know which way I lean, but the we'll talk about it. Hopkins and my late 2021 first 2022 first. Why do I keep saying 2021? No 2022 first for CD Lamb. Hopkins, New Hopkins, and a late 22 first for CD Lamb. Contending team, 12 so team get, league. Is contending teams getting what? Which side are they supposed to be getting? They're getting CeeDee Lamb. If you're a contender, why you're, are you trading for CeeDee Lamb? Uh, that's kind of like what I talked about with Elijah Moore earlier, so I figured you would have the answer for this. Yeah, but I wouldn't give up DeAndre Hopkins to do it. I would just rather give up the two first. So that's that's why I thought this was an interesting one, because this year I don't know that CeeDee's necessarily better than Nuke. I don't and think And you gave up a first on this top. This year. Now, had this been flipped... If he was a rebuild, I think this would be a very good trade. This would be an excellent rebuild trade. Yeah. So to Rich's earlier point, I guess if you did have that one eye on the future and, you know, Nuke's obviously getting up there in age, but he's not going to – I don't think CD's not going to help you win a championship this year more so than DeAndre Hopkins. He definitely will not help you more than DeAndre Hopkins. And DeAndre Hopkins signed that long-term deal with a lot of money guaranteed, so he's in Arizona for at least the next – like you got Nuke for three more years in Arizona, like almost – Guaranteed. Like three more years. So I'm not doing it. I love CD Lamb. Listen, Dynasty Rankings, I'm um if I'm a contender This is I, almost flipped. It's it's basically backwards. Yeah. Cause like, this I is have more new, of a rebuild trade more concur. than a contender trade. Yeah, sees all the targets. Yep. CD's gotta flip it with Dalton Schultz, Zeke Elliott, C Lamb. Mark Cooper. Mark yeah, Mark Mari Cooper. He, he's got he's gotta compete for targets with himself. He's got yeah, well, yeah. I mean he's got two he, hands. Well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> To left, to right. <laughs> dip, baby, dip. Uh, but he actually has a second trade in here. Uh, and this one is Mike Williams and his late 22 second. So Mike Williams and a 22 second to acquire DJ Moore. I like that one a lot more. I personally. would take DJ Moore. All right. Come on, Matt. Giving up a guy you, you love for a guy you don't like. Yeah, you can see how much this is causing me like anxiety and angst right now. I don't right. like this trade. Yeah, because you um, love Mike Williams and you don't like DJ Moore. The second, I mean, the second's out the window. The second doesn't even count to me. It's a late second. Right. So it's just Mike Williams or DJ Moore to me. So who do you DJ think Moore. helps you more win this year? Is basically that's what, what I'm trying to. to figure out. Like Mike Williams obviously started out so hot, right, and his petered out a little up. bit ever since his knee injury that he sustained what like week five or something like that right um man but dj moore is going to be attached to pj walker for like the next month and who the hell knows what you're going to get out of that well it hasn't been super great the past few weeks with sam darnold either correct it's been terrible sam darnold's been off so i listen me I personally think, i'm going to stick with mike williams just because i like that offense better and i like the player better i think i would take dj Moore. i would take dj Moore too i don't think I would take TJ Moore every like ten out of ten times on that trade, but like I, I think it's very fair, and I think it comes back to the point of like take your guy, and yep. obviously Mike Williams is Matt's guy. I think Mike Williams is my guy too, but I think DJ Moore is just more your guy. I'm getting a little bit younger, and I think I'm getting honestly, I think I'm getting a better, player. better overall fancy football player. Yep. So yeah, all right, that wraps it up. All right. right. So we'll obviously just have to carry this over. We ran a little, little bit late. So we normally do our buys and sells of the week. We'll cut some of those guys out to talk trades um, a little bit because talking trades is fun and it kind of opens up different discussions well, here. And it's a perfect time of year for it. We're right. You know, for some people, it, it is trade deadline time. Make or break. For most yep. of us, it's closer to week 11, 12 or so. Uh, but this is this is the time of year where we're going to see high activity in almost every single league. Yeah. So if you want to see this podcast, go to YouTube. Uh, dot com backslash dynasty nerds and you can subscribe 
uh, the notifications button, like the Dinosaur channel. You get this podcast. And then also we break the podcast up into specific, uh, you know, little clips there. I, we do our not so obvious starts of the week on the YouTube channel. So we try to get more content out there in the off season. We even get more content for rookies and all that too, as well on our YouTube channel. And of course, check out dinosaurs.com. If you are a new listener to podcasts or just discovered us this year and haven't really utilized the website and just enjoy the podcast, you got to go over to dinosaurs.com. We have all the tools to help you manage and dominate your dynasty leagues. Not only do you get all those great, fantastic articles for free, but we have all the tools there as well, which includes the, you know, in my opinion, which I'm completely biased, the number one tool in dynasty fantasy football, which is dynasty GM. Oh, we had a big meeting last night about all these cool things come to GM. If, if you had the GM for the last year, you've seen how much that's evolved and it's not going to stop. I mean, eventually it's literally going to be a one-stop shop. What we have planned here is you go in the dynasty GM and you can do everything you ever need to do in that app. So if you have multiple leagues, say you have you have leagues in Sleeper, Flea Flicker, and MFL, this is a one-stop shop. You can import all those leagues in GM and manage all your teams in one single shop. And now on top of that, you get now you get the tools, you get the trade calculators, right? You get the trade finder we mentioned all, all this time on the show. But you get so many other tools. Like when it comes to rookies, you get the nerd score, which we, we've been working on for the last couple of years. You get the Dynasty Nerds film room to really watch these rookies and break them down. The Dynasty Nerds film room is going to give you games on every single prospect entering this draft. You can watch their entire game in five minutes of every single snap that they play. And that's it. So uh, it's something what we watch our tape on. It's absolutely. And honestly, I know personally, it's what a lot of the people in this community, they use our site to watch game film, uh, whether it be big names that have blue check marks to your favorite dynasty podcast. They use the dynasty Nerds film room to study their even tape. major league baseball players. Use our phone. Room. They do. You are 100 percent correct there. So there's so you'll many. You'll have to tell me which there. one because I, I we'll, don't know. We'll this. actually discuss okay. his trade right. on the next show. Awesome. Oh, nice. We have a major league baseball player trade coming up here. So um, yeah, I mean, it's still a football trade though. There's of course. so many good yeah, things clarify. over dynasty Stay in our lane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Would you trade Ronald Acuna <laughs> for Fernando Tatis? Ooh. Yeah, you would say that. Yeah, would say that. Um. Yeah, so DynastyNerds.com. And remember, uh, every membership is just helping grow Dynasty Fans Football and the site and tools that we get. So the more members we get, the more we pay our developer, the more develop more tools. We're literally in constant development. We have been for over two years in this tool. Um, it's only getting better. It's more really excited after the meeting we had again yesterday as well. So check us out, DynastyNerds.com, uh, on Twitter, on all different platforms. We're there. We're here to help you win in offseason. Remember, there is no offseason in Dynasty Fantasy Football. It's 365 days a year. We'll be here with you every step of the way. Until next week, Nerd Herd. Adios.